I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. What's a toolbox? A toolbox is a box full of tools that you use to build something great. Do you want to build your real estate business into something great, something massively profitable and productive? Well, we've got a toolbox for you. Basically, we've collected all the tools that the rock stars of the past have given to us over the years. And uh, many times these tools come in the form of a checklist. They come in a form of a postcard that they're sending out that's very different and extremely effective. Uh, They come in many different forms, and and many of you have gone online to the show notes and downloaded these toolboxes. The challenge is you have to go back through each episode to each show notes on the website and download them one by one. Well, I've put them all together. And I've created the Real Estate Rockstar Toolbox. And I'm giving this toolbox away free. Tons of items of utility from many of our past Rockstar guests. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Or make it easy, simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Use the tools that the rock stars are using to make more and more commissions every day. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, I have a great guest today. Got Mr. Fred Holmes on the line. I've been hoping to get Fred on the show for quite some time. He is killing it out in Southwest Ohio, Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio markets. Uh, He's got a major team and uh, he's sufficiently and successfully leveraged. And we're going to talk all about that today, what he's doing right and what he's done wrong and learned in the past. So without further ado, Fred, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat. Good to be with you. Hey, Fred, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Okay, my wife and I um, started into real estate in about 2002 and uh, successfully were flipping homes for a while. And um, without um, saying that we uh, knew what we were doing, we stopped flipping at exactly the right time and we began selling other people's homes. So that was around 2005, 2006. We got into the agent side of this business. My wife got her license and we began helping other people sell their homes. We've been having pretty good success selling our our flips and uh, so we borrowed some of that, what we'd learned there and applied it to uh, helping other people. 
Okay, good stuff. So so let's fast forward, right? Here we are, you know, almost 15, well, yeah, 15 years later. What is your life now? What is your life like now as a real estate agent, real estate investor? At this point, the life has become far better. <laughs> so we had some we had some 70, 80 hour weeks for a long time, but it certainly has paid off and we really have developed a, a great leveraged team, leveraging our time. And so we really have got our life back get to uh, get to enjoy a lot of the fruits of this now uh, so I think it's true what we what you often hear if you uh, do what others won't for a few years you can do what others can't thereafter and so we, we really are enjoying the fruits of that now That's so awesome. the team functions very well without us so we get to travel a lot and it just seems like it almost does better when we're gone so we just love it when that happens <laughs> everyone rises to the occasion don't they they do. We've got a great team, and they really do just buckle down and make it happen, whatever it takes. Hey, Fred, let's get to some nitty-gritty. What was your team's ECI last year, your Ego Commission Income? <laughs> so uh, last year, it looks like we, um, we finished up with about $1.6 million in, in GCI last year. That's awesome. And what's your uh, net profit? We were about 29% on that. Okay. So... 300, 500 grand. And uh, what was your LTI, uh, your left to invest, on that 500? Mm, I can't tell you. You mean, what can we put, did we put back into yeah, the business? How much did, you, did you spend it all on vacations and Maseratis, or did you uh, put, uh, put, put some of it into rental properties, flippers, stock market, things like that? I like to call that LTI, left to invest, because some people make a lot of money, but then they spend it all. So it doesn't make any sense, right? We can't build wealth unless we're buying real estate ourselves. Absolutely. So I got you now. So, um, so we, what we did with that, we, we put it back into our people. So last year was the first year that we had a profit sharing and a pension plan. And so we put a good chunk of money back for our folks. So as I said, we just got some amazing, amazing people on the team. And so our financial advisor said we're a little bit small to begin doing this, but, um, but it really felt good to, to put back six figures for these people that are working so hard for us. And then how do you divide that up? Um, there's someone smarter than me that does all that. Does so, that. so it's kind of like a, um, uh, an, an IRA for your employees. Yes, largely. So there's some people that uh, that manage benefit packages like that, and mm -hmm. we've put it in their hands so we don't get in trouble with anybody, and we're totally compliant with all government regulations. Yep, you got to be. I'd say that's where most of the money went last year, that extra money that could have been put back into some of these other things. We invested it in our people. So, uh, like, how many houses did you sell last year, Fred? Sold 312 units last year. Okay, awesome. And what's your average sale price? Um, our average sale price in Dayton is about 120 or 130. It's a cheap market, but uh, overall, last year it looks like we finished up with a 170 thousand dollar average transaction size. Nice. So that was about about 53 million in total volume. Hey, that's awesome. Okay, so give me an idea how your team is broken up, Fred. We're very specialized on the team. So we got someone for just about everything that happens now. So it, uh, for a long, long time, many of us wore a lot of hats. But um, we've got a listing coordinator now, takes care of all that paperwork and uh, the beginning of all the marketing for every new listing. So our listing agents just go out and um, get that home under a contract with the uh, sellers and everything's brought back to the office and then she, she takes over 
handles it from there, stays in touch with the folks during the listing period, making sure they know what we're doing and how our marketing is working. She also hands that off to a, a photographer that's on staff. He goes out and takes professional photographs. Matterport is also part of our, our production there and drones where, where it seems appropriate. So he takes care of all that side of things. So, uh, so the, the listing agents, listing partners are very leveraged then. They jump back in whenever we get an offer. Um, and of course, they're available to our clients at any time. And then we've also got our, um, we've got our closing department. So once any of those, con oh, those homes go under contract with a buyer or a seller, then uh, when everything's been negotiated out, it's all handed off to the closing department. They just do a fantastic job of taking that through all those many steps to closing. I think they're working with nearly 100 open files right now that are pending. So they are some busy ladies in there. I've only got two of them, and they are doing great. Um, we've also got then another person that's working on our uh, social media, and she helps us out with uh, IT things in the office as well. Great hire there. And I'm, I'm the, uh, the COO, Handle Operations, still keep an eye on the marketing and how that budget is going. Wow. So like you and your wife, like how do you how do you have it broken down? Like what like, you know, you're you're an office guy, right? Like you're the guy you're just kind of like um, an operations guy. That is it. In fact, we've been very careful that I have not gotten my real estate license. So that means <laughs> I can't be dragged out into the field. That's funny. So I, I can <laughs> stay in the office and concentrate on on building whatever has to be built systems and so forth processes. My wife is is, um, is completely client-centric. She's just great with people. And so that, that divides our labor what does she pretty do? nicely. So she's uh, she's listings exclusively now. Just so, listings. And is she the only one doing listings? No, we've got, I think, five people right now that are doing listings. So some of them are doing listings and buyers. But Tammy, okay. my wife, is just doing listings alone. Just like her book of business. Huh? Yes. Okay. All right, so let's talk about your ISA department. You've been written up and, and done some things on uh, building ISA teams and that sort of thing. Kind of kind of uh, describe to me what you got going there. Yeah, it's a beautiful system, so it's really been great. So we, uh, we hired the right first person, and she was just hungry and was willing to do the work and just stayed at it. And so for about, I guess, Close to two years, she was doing most of that by herself. So over the over the first um, 12 months, she was sharing the leads with the agents. She was prospecting and setting as many as many appointments as she could, and the agents were having to do some of their own because she was not setting enough of them. So working hard at it. Um, towards the towards the middle of her second year, then we took all of the prospecting away from the agents, and she began to set all of their appointments. And now here we are into the next year. We've got three people on the team now, and they're just they're just rocking it. The agents would never go back to the way it was before. So what we realized was we were we were asking agents to do something that was just completely out of their uh, the way they're wired. They're they're great face to face with people, but to ask them to sit on a phone all day and, and make these these uh, prospecting calls was just not working. And, and we were struggling with them trying to get them to do this work that was so hard for them. And, it's just become so peaceful since we did this, and so uh, there was a, there was a few misgivings at first, but everyone loves it now. It's working so so well. And and that's interesting uh, choice of words, right? You said it's become so peaceful. Tell me why. Like before, it wasn't peaceful. Well, the, the agents were were balancing everything, so uh, it's not like they're lazy or anything like that. But the, but they were out there trying to sell some houses, and yet they still had to find some time to set the next appointments. 
and so they were they were juggling that along with family, of course. And then they were just, um, and so it was just just something that would they were always having difficulty doing, and we were trying to hold them accountable for something that was just really hard. And so we were we were kind of struggling back and forth. I won't say we we're fighting, but we were definitely struggling with that. Yeah. So now that they all they have to do now is they they get these pre qualified pre set appointments. We don't show we don't go out to show houses. We meet them to uh, give a buyer presentation. So if this is a highly qualified appointment. And all our agents have to do is go sit down with them and it's take it from kind there. Kind of like a, a square peg in a round hole at one point when you're, when you're trying to force them to do it. And they know deep down in, in their hearts that it's the best thing because it keeps them from going on that roller coaster where they have four settlements one month and then none the next and then five the next and then one the next. You know, because they lose that follow-up and they lose that prospecting. And so you kind of took that. And said, let's change it, you know, and you created ISA, which is Inside Sales Agents. So you have two ISAs? Three now. Three Three. full-time ISAs. Okay, now tell me, first of all, where do you get the leads that come to the ISAs? Um, at this point, they're getting all inbound and outbound kind of leads. So they're they're handling it both directions. So from where? Like what like if I'm writing down how to do this, like a third grader can understand, where, are, you, are you using Boomtown, Commissions, Inc., or are you using just Google AdWords, Facebook, what? So Commissions, Inc. is is our platform. We're allowing them to, to manage our pay-per-click. So that's generating a nice group of leads. And then we've also got um, Zillow, Premier Agent. That's working very, very well and probably producing the, the lion's share of that business and converting very well as also. So these... Um, so these folks are just, they're, they're grabbing those leads the instant they come in. So with agents, it might have been, you know, hours before they might get around to that new lead. These folks are doing it immediately. And, you know, the people on the other side can't even believe that they thought they just pressed the button and all of a sudden they're getting a phone call. So it's, uh, the conversion's going very nice because of that. Wow. So leads come in, they give it to the buyer agent. At what point? After it's been what? In most cases, we're trying to run them, if it's a buyer, we're trying to run them past our, our lender first. And if, if at all possible, they'll try to put that out 48, 72 hours, that appointment. And he's going to try to get in touch with them in the meantime. Doesn't always do it. Um, so that we, don't, um, we don't say that we can't meet with them until they're pre-qualified or something like that. We'll sit down with these folks. And if they're not ready to buy right now, but at least we've met with them and, and built some rapport. We've got them in the pipeline. And if they're not an A buyer ready to buy in the next 30 days, the buyer's agent just hands it back to the ISA and they continue to nurture them until that time is right. Okay. So basically they're giving them a, a, a buyer that's ready to buy in 30 days. If it had to boil down to one thing, that's what it would be. And if the person's not ready, let's say, you know, we're not going to look at that. We're not going to, mm, we're not going to buy because our lease isn't up until six months from now, but we want to look at that house anyways. What do they say to them? You know, it's it's up to that buyer's agent just how that how that might feel. So in, in most cases, we reason with them that it's uh, not the time to be doing that at this point. If they're at six months out, that's a little bit far, a little bit closer than they're they're probably going to go ahead and and help them every way that they can. So it's basically if they if you can lock in an appointment, a time, a date, a place, or you know they say on the phone, you know they're ready within thirty days to buy. 
um, then the the ISA releases. If anything, it, it, you know, outside of that realm, you know, just keep the buyer. The ISA just keeps them and keeps calling and calling and calling and calling until they're in that realm. And that's that has really made the difference. It's the follow up. And so, again, we don't want to give that buyer's agent someone that they need to stay in touch with for six months because they're going to have trouble doing that. So the ISA, though, is highly incentivized to do that, and they are going to stay on these folks. And they just, they just, they're just making friends all day. They have, a, they have a blast staying in touch with those people. The people know them after a while, and it's always a friendly call. They just, so they're, they're doing great, and the longer they stay in the department, the easier it is for them to make money. Okay, so how do you pay your ISAs? We keep it pretty simple. So they've got a they got a salary, that's especially good at first. They've got to have a little something. We uh, we pay them for every kept appointment, so they're incentivized there to make sure that the appointment is well confirmed, and so that the people show up. And then we have some other incentives tied just to their production. What kind of what kind of uh, just how many appointments they're setting and so forth. Okay, so a good ISA can expect to make what on your team? Total. You know our. Our lead ISA, she's going to make six figures this year. Okay, hundred grand. Yep. Okay, and and when it gets to the buyer agent, uh, what what commission split are they on to you know just work with qualified leads? Um, so they're at they're at a uh, I think that um, split on that it depends on the lead source actually Pat, but um, they're somewhere around just forty percent or so. Okay, and that's both buyers and sellers. Um, sellers are just a little bit less. I think sellers are at 30%. Okay. So sellers, yep. 30% and buyers were, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You got to do the sellers less because you know, that's, you know, at the end of the day, the agent's job is, is minimal compared to buyers or certainly less work, certainly less hours, yep. you know, and effort. That's right. Um, They're leveraged on that, on that side, especially, but even on the buyer side, because we, we have made it so easy for the buyer's agents then these splits have become very profitable for them. Sam Monreal has over 200 agents that he sifts through leads for every day at his company Rockerbox. Dale Archdeacon coaches agents how to sift through leads on their team. Both are industry experts at incoming leads and outbound leads. Nobody is talking more about this subject than these two guys. They have given me the form that all their people, all their coaches, in Sam's case, all his sifters use to qualify potential seller prospects and to turn them into listing appointments. I'm going to give this form to you for free just as a benefit of being a listener of Real Estate Rockstars. To get a free copy of this form, text SCRIPT, that's S-C-R-I-P-T, to 444-999. That's SCRIPT to 444-999. So let's talk about uh, transitions and ups and downs over the past 15 years. What's a mistake you made, Fred, or a failure that you look back on that you learned from that we can learn from as well? I think our biggest failures have been in the people department. So we've just, um, at this point, the ones that we've got on the team have just been fantastic hires. But, but there's been some times over the years where we might have just been a little bit too fast to hire. 
We didn't have the skill set. I think I think hiring is a skill set in its own, of its own, and I definitely did not have it. So we've tried to learn all we could, and uh, there again, we've we've turned to experts instead of trying to learn everything about it. So we've engaged the talent genius, or the you know, the talent genius is that him, uh, John Pike. So if uh, if no one's heard about him yet, you need to look him up. P Y K E, but he he advises us on our hiring. He's got a great assessment that's sent to every new candidate, whatever the, the role is on the on the team, and he he tells us who to to then interview. So if we've got a hundred people out there that are applying, he can really whittle that down for us to just a few of the best of the best. Okay, so that's interesting. So yeah, I'm pulling up now the talent genius proven hiring results. And uh, I'll put a link on this to uh, Fred's show notes here. But what does he charge? What you know? How does it work? What do you What do you do? You just uh, anybody? You you obviously qualify him first, whether you like him or not, and then you send them to him. Yes. So, any, well, actually, we have it set up now. Anyone that applies, they immediately are sent this assessment, and if they complete the assessment, then he's going to look at that, and he's going to send us then the very best of those applicants. So we're generally speaking, he, he's, he's telling us that the people we're interviewing are in the top 10% of, the, of all the people that have ever taken this assessment. Some of them are in the top 2 or 3%. These are, these are people with, with great innate talents. So we're looking for the talent. They don't have to have experience, but if they don't have the talent, it doesn't matter how much training we give them, we're not going to get great results. So that's, that's essentially what we're looking for there. And then it's our job to make sure they're a cultural fit for us. Uh, and that's that's where we have to have some skills on our side. But yeah, that's great. Yeah, I see he works with Exit Realty, Remax, uh, Keller Williams, Prudential, uh, not Prudential, Berkshire Hathaway, Caldwell Banker. Pretty much works with every major real estate uh, company there. So it looks like he specializes in in uh, helping hire people for real estate teams and uh, real estate uh, companies, right? He does. We're, we're proud to say we're his, we were his first clients in the real estate industry. He's got a long, long history in, in the uh, employment industry, but now he's learned a, a great deal about the real estate industry, and he knows what's, what's required for every single role on a real estate team and can advise us very well. So we, he's like a part of our team. He's a part of, the, of our C-suite here, and uh, so we lean on him heavily. Yeah, that's awesome because I think you're right about the, um, you know, all our mistakes or a lot of our mistakes have to do with the hiring process. And I think nobody's immune from that. You know what I mean? We, we all make mistakes uh, when hiring. We tend to hire people that we like and maybe not people that we uh, that will be the best team member in that position. And, uh, you know, it's so much worth it to spend a little extra money and have a little extra work done on the front end and then to deal with all the drama and the what happens on the back end when it takes too long to fire somebody or someone's just you know a six out of a one one to ten six on a one to ten scale you know yep so we, we have become convinced after working with him now for i guess about four years i suppose that uh, there's a science to it and he can scientifically tell us who's going to be able to perform or not. There's a, there's a DNA to all of us, and we need to find the ones that fit the role we're looking, we, that we have open, and he's able to do that for us. Now, so does, does, does he actually talk to the people? 
Nope, he does not. He, he goes completely on this uh, this scientific assessment that he's going to send over to them. Mm. So once it's done, once they've taken it, it only takes them about 20, 30 minutes, but it spits out about 70 pages of results and tells us all about them. And then he'll basically say, hey, you know, this guy will be a great buyer agent. Yes, this, this girl will be a great ISA or whatever. Essentially, that's what we're done. Yeah, that's what he's doing for us. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, cool. And, of course, you know, also tell you, hey, this person – couldn't sell anything or you know it's going to be a problem yes so some people you know they just something attracts them to uh, to being a salesperson but they're much better working perhaps at a desk and and uh, with the paperwork and so we don't get those those poor folks started down the wrong road we know right away this is where they belong so what kind of technology are you excited about whether it be phone apps that you're using or or software on the computer that's a pretty good one, Pat. I'm not sure that there's too much that excites me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I got a blank on that one. I think. Yeah, nothing new, huh? <laughs> what uh, what CRM are you using? Uh, we're we're using um, Commissions Inc. for oh, to right. manage our prospecting, and then with our client, um, just taking care of our clients after this sale. Then we're using Top Producer for that. Both and of those are working very well for us, and yeah, we're pleased. And do you do you have uh, uh, Auto Dialer? working with the ISAs? So Commissions Inc. has one built in, and so that works very nicely as well. And then for um, for things such as uh, FISBOs and expireds, we're using Vulcan 7. And we're pleased with that that system as well. Very okay. nice. Okay, so and the ISAs are doing that too and then scheduling appointments for, yes, for, for listings on that. Okay, good. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about you're investing are you still investing are you still doing flipping not very much we do guarantee with our with our clients that if their house doesn't sell we'll buy it and so we're we um i mean that's not smoke and mirrors we we'd like to buy houses so we step in and do that just bought one just uh, just a few weeks ago it, actually people wanted to trade up to one of our other listings and they were afraid it was going to get away from them they had a contingent offer on them but there was interest on that other property so we bought their house so they could buy the other people's house. So things like that work very well, not only for the client, we make them a, an offer they can't refuse and, and it works well for us so also. So what, what are the numbers you use to work with percentage-wise? You know, we don't have a, anything formulaic <clears throat> because our, in, in our market there are so many different neighborhoods. We, you know, we're looking for something, a, a price where we can resell in short term. And we've got some neighborhoods in town where we're going to hold it a little longer, and so we, we're going to pay a little less than that. But So we don't have a formula that we'd apply to every single neighborhood and every single house. We're just looking at each one. Each one individually and say, you know what, I can, uh, I'm making money on the buy. I'm not overpaying for this. And then you just make them an offer. So obviously, would it have to be you and your wife who decide that number, or do you let your agents try to decide that number? No, for something with as much risk as that, then we're looking at that ourselves. Okay. So we're the only, we're the only ones that's going to make that decision. Okay, so other than uh, past clients and referrals, what would you say your number one uh, lead source for listings is? We're working with um, with Matt Wagner over at Radio and Television Experts, and those those are working beautifully for us. So we're, we're glad that we got that connection. I'd never try radio and TV without some guidance, but that's, that has just been a goldmine for us. Now, are you that advertising was, on cable TV or broadcast TV or both, or how's it work? 
for us right now, we've got, we happen here in Dayton, we happen to have the uh, number one CBS affiliate in the, in the entire nation. And so we're putting all of our all of our TV money into that, into CBS, most of it in the mornings. So they've got a great uh, morning show there and great ratings. So that's where most of that's going. It's going very, very well on that. On our radio, we've got a talk radio station here that we, uh, that we spend money on. Got a, a national endorser on that. And then our country station has been the real winner. Um, the uh, number one morning show is a country show. Got a couple of local uh, celebrities that do that, and they've endorsed us. Uh, we've helped them sell their houses and buy houses, and so uh, they're very enthusiastic as they speak about uh, Tammy and her team. So when you say local celebrities, what's that mean? They're just people that are well-known. They've been on the radio for a long time. Everybody oh, here oh these are them. DJs, right? Yes, correct. Okay, I got Just you. the morning show hosts. All right, and what about buyers? Where would you say your number one source for buyers is? Number one is, is still Zillow and Trulia. So you're doing yeah. anything different? with Zillow and Trulia than other agents out there? I think the thing that, that we're doing is we're, we're actually getting hold of them. So <laughs> we've got to get, we got to talk to them. And the key to that is calling within minutes. So, uh, so we're, we're using a, um, a system called Lead Simple that will direct it to us in much like Five Street. And so it, uh, it directs it immediately to the ISA. The ISA can then connect to that person instantly so it's just as fast as it can happen we're, we're doing it so the isas are, are there for that they're they are they're going to stop any whatever else they're doing to take that call and so, make sure so lead simple kind of like when someone goes online and fills out a form rather than you having to log in and find it and then call it yourself it's basically calling it for you and ringing your phone yeah, it'll put the two phones together it yep. puts the so two phones together sense. like that, and then all of a sudden the ISA's phone's ringing, and, mm -hmm. they, and they know that the person's going to be like, hello, and they know not to say, hello, you called me. No, you called me. No, you <laughs> called me, right? So then they, they, get, they have a special phone for that? Yeah, I think, it, I think it does come in in a special way on their phone so they know which one it is, and then, uh, and then all they have to do is accept it, say they're ready to take the call, and it, it phones out the other direction, and those, those two are connected. So it's, it's speed to lead. We feel that that has made all the difference. So they, they're not out there trying to show houses and take a call at the same time and have that kind of, that kind of problem. They're there to take that call, and they do it. Yeah, no, that is, that is so brilliant. I mean, speed to lead is it. Lead simple. I mean, that's, I'll, put, I'll put a link to that as well on hybendigital.com backslash... Fred Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S, hybendigital.com backslash Fred Holmes, as well as everything else we talked about here today, because um, you've got some great stuff. That's a that's a pearl right there, Lead Simple. All right, the cool. we like about Lead Simple, Pat, is that it's also uh, can direct things geographically. So if, if a team has a large geographic area, maybe some buyer's agents are just taking certain leads from certain uh, certain cities or neighborhoods, then it could even it can even drill down and do that for them and just so it could uh, go right to that. So so you could have it go to multiple phones, right? If a if a if a certain zip code uh, or a certain neighborhood, a lead comes in on that neighborhood. You have it go to a specific agent that only handles that neighborhood or or can talk about that neighborhood right away. 
It can be done that way. Yeah. So if, if, if a team still has their agents handling these leads, it can be done round robin or it can be a competitive thing where everybody's phone rings at once and the first one to answer gets it. You can do all kinds of things with lead simple, but it's been a very nice tool for us. It's worked very well. I love that. I love that. Okay, Fred, let's, um, let's wrap this up with our flagship question, and that is this. If I were to put Fred on a game show, and uh, this game show has 10 real estate agents on it, okay? 10 very hard-charging real estate agents, but they're all starting on the same, on the same starting line. Each one has $1,000. Each one has a laptop and a cell phone. They're all in an area where they know nobody, but there's a lot of commerce, a lot of buying and selling houses and things. The agent that sells the most houses in, let's say, a 60-day period gets a $10 million prize. How are you going to win this game show? Well, you know, I, I think the simplest thing and the cheapest thing, since the uh, the budget's pretty small there, is to go for some of that low-hanging fruit. I would say the, the, the for sale by owners would be a great place to start, and uh, those expires. And the thing that I would do to make sure I was the most effective on that is just be sure that my scripts were sharper than the next guy. I knew what to say, knew the uh, thought process, and could could walk a, a for sale by owner or an expired listing through the uh, the process so they could see what went wrong the last time and why we have the solution that would keep that from happening the next time. So uh, I would probably start there. Uh, and, and I say that because we've had some great success with that. We've we, uh, we did something we, we never expected any success with recently. We, um, we told our courier uh, slash photographer, he's out driving around, said, if you see it for sale by owner, write down the phone number. You can call him and make a little extra money. And so he started doing that. In the first month, he set 18 listing appointments. <laughs> what would you, you get? Just give him a script and like laminate it and stuck it in his car and said, uh, here, just say this? That's about it. It was tiny amount of, of tiny amount of, uh, of training. But this fellow just doesn't hear no, and he just just keeps calling back and, and calling back and he until just they're calls, And then he and then uh, so he's like, "Hey, I'm sitting out front." <laughs> he usually waits till he gets back to the office, but he uh, he's great at it. it? But it, it, the only thing is, I mean, it's not that his uh, that his script is better than anybody else's. It's not. It's just that he will keep doing it over and over and over again, and eventually he gets that appointment when the time is right. But, That's fun stuff. And then and then I guess after that, you know, because those are like you said, free. What would you do with the thousand? What would you if you you know, because you're calling those FISBOs expires for free. I mean, you could probably knock that out in the first couple hours of the day. That's a very interesting question. What would I spend another $1,000 on? You know, the next thing that I think would, uh, if, we get, if we're going to get some of those listings in, let's get some, uh, some signs in the yard with some hotlines on it so we can start taking some phone calls. So I think listings are, are so valuable for that reason. Uh, if, we, if we're going to spend uh, marketing money, we spend it on listings. But in this case, I would then, once I got those listings from for sale by owners, I would put a sign out there so I can get some more buyers from that for yeah. very little money. Buyers are a byproduct of listings. So I think so you're smart. True. Yeah, of just, uh, hey, you know, get the listings and the buyers will come. You know, don't spend money on buyers. I love yep. that, especially if you only got a thousand bucks. Good stuff. Well, listen, Fred, this has been awesome. Like I said, everything will be posted as well as Fred's uh, contact information on hybendigital.com backslash Fred Holmes. Fred, listen, you've been great, buddy. If I'm ever in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, I will look you up and we can break some bread. 
That would be great. It's been fun being here. And uh, please, anybody reach out. We'd love to connect. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.